Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I wanted to talk tonight about a topic that the Holy Spirit was talking to me about in the middle of the night. I like those middle of the night conversations. Don't you? And here's let's turn to 1 John 3. If you have your techno Bible with you. It's kind of a little bit of an obscure verse. 1 John 3, 8, B. It's the second half of 8. Call that a B. This is what it says in the Passion. It says, The reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. In the voice, it says, This is why the Son of God came into the world, our world, to destroy the plague of destruction inflicted on the world by the diabolical one. That's a mouthful. In the Amplified, it says the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. So that tells me something. I don't know what it tells you. It's kind of, The reason why it's obscure is because it's mixed in with some instructions about how to live our life. And we kind of can miss it, but... It is really the reason that God the Father sent Jesus the Son to earth. There's a reason. I was with the Holy Spirit today and I had this encounter with Him. And in this encounter with Him, He took me to heaven and I was standing in heaven with the three of them. With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it was like they were in the war room of heaven. They were in the room... And they had a person in there, and it was about that time, the person's time to come to earth. And they were so excited. And they were discussing amongst themselves, I could see it. They were having this conversation with themselves about how excited they were because this was the moment they were sending that person to earth and they were they were conferring with each other about how excited they were about the impact that person was going to make on the planet and they begin to talk to that person and they begin to tell them this is your time we made you specifically for this time in this season on earth There's no other time in history that you will be born. They were telling that person was getting so excited. I could see them. They were just like, this is my time. This is it. And they began to tell them exactly what they were going to do on earth. I could see them describing, because with their hands, they were making these motions and they were saying, you're going to do this and you're going to impact this and you're going to do this and you're going to destroy that and you're going to lose that and you're going to be here and you're going to be there. I'm going to send you here. And the person was getting so excited and bam, they shot them down in their little chute to earth. And it was over. And I was like, that was cool. Now I was, I was completely overcome by the impact of your life that I wanted to talk tonight about why it's so important to be, I think Chris Valentin says it best, to be in submission 
to the commission. Jesus's commission, what does commission mean? Basically the reason someone decided some. This is the mission of us going together. Right? I don't have time to read it to you, but I may in a minute. We don't know what we're doing yet. And so the commission, the reason why Jesus came to the planet, can you feel it tonight that if Jesus is living in you, I'm talking to lay down lovers tonight. If Jesus is living in you, then the Jesus in you needs to do his commission through you. He does. He has a need. And when, before you came to the planet, he had that same meeting with you. You don't remember it. But he did. He had a meeting with you and he said, hey, I need to put you on the planet at a specific time, in a specific place. And I need you to realize that this is the time and this is the season for you to be here on the planet. And let's think for a minute, what are the works of the enemy? Sometimes I think we don't realize how strategic he is. And sometimes we don't realize how much authority we have. Listen, they're not equal. The power of the living God, the authority that you possess is way more powerful than the, what the enemy possesses. There's no comparison. And the more that I become acquainted with what the enemy's tactics are, you know, Jesus said it best in John 10, 10. Do you want to read that too? All right. Get out that same techno Bible. John 10, 10. I think that's Cece's favorite verse, eh? John 10, 10. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. Let me give you a good example. I talked to somebody today and... They were telling me they were an older person. And they were telling me that McAvee had sent them a message, an email. <laughs> that they were going to get a refund. And they had McAvee on their computer. And they said, cool, I want the refund. That was the hook. That's the bait. And it said, just call this number. And there's a lot of steps, see. The thief has only one thing in mind. The thief refunds not on their mind. But for the target refund, that was the hook. So they called. And they begin to discuss how to get this refund. It was a whopping couple hundred dollars. Two hamburgers. And they begin to tell them, well, let me just handshake with your computer. So they got on their computer. The thief has only one thing in mind. 
And they begin to have a discussion. And how can I get this refund? Well, you deserve the refund. It's your refund. It's your money. We actually took this money from your account. And they were thinking, well, yeah, I did pay for the McAfee. There's so much I can say about this. I'm trying to be really good, okay? I'm being good right now. You don't know it. And you deserve it, the refund, because we took the money from your account. Why don't you just tell me the name and the account number of your bank? The thief has only one thing in mind. And a light bulb went off. Thank Jesus. How far can the thief get with you before your light bulb goes off? The light bulb went off and, and they thought, wait, I don't think I paid for that out of my bank account. I think I put that on my credit card. So then a boundary ensued. I don't think I paid for that. The thief has only one thing in mind. So the thief got a little higher, began to use some choice words like, you are a dumb A-O woman. Started calling her the B. Started, we're in church. Come on, I said heck in here one time and y'all almost backslid, so... So, it became belligerent because the thief voices began to get higher and higher. At some point, they turned off the computer. I know, right? It's just small old miracles. But stayed on the phone. I don't know why. And so the so more language began to come out. What was happening? The thief was losing his hold on the convincing nature that you deserve a refund. So when you look up these three little words, the thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I looked them up for you because I knew you wouldn't have time to do that tonight while I was talking. Let me tell you what it says. The word still is in the Greek is klepto. Have you ever heard that word? Maniacs usually at the end of that. Come on. The enemy's a kleptomaniac. So what does that tell you about him? See, see this was just Jesus's way to reveal to you the nature and character of the God you served when you didn't serve Him. So it says in the Greek that it's the stealth kind of robbery. You know, those are my favorite kind of movies. Those ones, you know what I'm saying? The heist movies. Do you love those movies? I love those movies. 
Does anybody love those movies? I love the heist movies, right? But I don't want to be heisted on. Do you? I remember one time we went to look at some cars. And we said, we'll just stick our purses in the back. And it was on a Sunday. They were closed. And it took us hours later to realize that someone, while we were on the car lot, had come by, popped the trunk, grabbed our purses, and we found them in more. We were in Norman at the time. That was sad to see my little plaid bag just off there on the highway. I was saying, that's an expensive plaid bag he threw away. But the stuff inside took me a lot longer to replace. Did you hear us singing about something inside? You came to the planet with an assignment. You came to the planet with peace. And somewhere along the way, you dropped your peace off and chose to to live to a God of another world. And so this is the description of him. I love, slaughter doesn't sound as good as kill. Sounds a little harsher to me. That word in the Greek says to destroy like an animal. Owl, that just gives it a better description, doesn't it? And to destroy means to render useless. See, that's what Jesus was trying to describe to us. He says the thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal from you, but in a stealthy way. Time is his favorite thing. That's why he likes to get early trauma. We spend a lot of inner time around inner healing around here. Why? Because I can promise you I've never met a person yet in 35 years that at the age of five, six, or seven, they didn't have an injury they're still dealing with. Why? The enemy's strategic. He comes in early. And then we spend the rest of our life, if we don't get healing, come on, some of y'all have had healing. We spend the rest of our life trying to live out of an unhealed place. Live out of a place where I'm just so injured that I just hope no one else injured me. And I set up a bunch of rules. Don't point at me. Don't do that. Don't wear that jacket. Don't wear those glasses. Don't look at me the wrong way because I'm so injured. You're just going to hurt me all over again. You're just like them. But see, I'm, I was sent to the planet to transform darkness. So if I'm trying to get everybody to keep from me everything that they've ever done, I will never transform anyone. And see, that's why Jesus wants us to experience healing. That's why salvation and healing are a package deal. He didn't say salvation is free, but baby, you are going to have to work your buns off to get healed. Work, 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 work. Now, see, the enemy came in and he did things along our path. And Jesus came in and said, I'm the way. So just back up a couple of verses. He says, I'm the gate. I'm the gateway. What's the gateway to what? You know, most of my young Christian life, I spent just getting saved all the time. We didn't know what to do after we got saved. Everyone was so scared of sin, right? Let me help you. To God, sin's not the problem. It may be a problem for you, and you maybe not, you maybe can't forget, and the enemy won't let you forget. But Jesus is the gateway to something. We don't want to just hang out at the gate. We want to experience all that Jesus has past the door. Agreed. 
So he says, I'm the gate. And he says this, all who broke in before me are thieves. What's he talking about? Who broke into your life before Jesus did? Everybody that came in before Jesus, just a big old thief. Been stealing from you time, energy, purpose, anointing, destiny. God's not going to change his mind. That meeting he had in heaven, he's going to make sure that it's fulfilled here on earth. You can run from it, hide from it, be scared of it. You can stick it in a hole somewhere. But he's on it. He said, all who approached the sheep before me came as thieves and robbers. And the sheep didn't listen to their voices. I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be liberated. We're talking about freedom tonight. If, no, if for no other reason to serve Jesus, it's just to be free. <laughs> free to what? Free to fulfill free to conquer, free to have purpose, free to do my destiny, free, free to have peace, free to not live in condemnation. It's all free. We'll be liberated and we'll go in and out and they'll find pastures. Why is he using this analogy? Because sheep are dumb. I have not proved this to you throughout the years. Listen, if you study sheep at all, they will literally walk off a cliff and not know it. And the rest will follow. And he likens us. Because God is a God of humor. He likens us to sheep. That's why we have to get into a place where we have a shepherd. Because left to our own independence, we will literally walk off the cliff. We will literally run our lives into the ground and then we'll be looking for a savior. Right. Yes. Yes? yes. The thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. What was this guy looking for? Think about it. They compose an email and they find a bunch of email addresses and they're waiting by the phone. Why? Because it's working. They have all the right lingo. The reason Jesus came to the planet was to destroy the works of the enemy. If I don't understand what my personal hooks are, if I don't understand how the enemy works, then I will not only submit, I won't submit to the commission, I will spend my entire life flying around, trying to conduct life with the enemy's access all over my life. It's open doors. I love what he says next in verse 11. I'm the good shepherd, just in case you didn't know. Who, who lays down his life as a sacrifice for the sheep? Now, right before he said that, he gave us part B to the thief. This is what he said in verse 10. The thief has only one thing in mind. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Because what were we expecting? 
You know, Bill Johnson says, if you don't live for the more, you're living like an orphan. You're basically spitting on the plan of God. Because Jesus is telling you what the plan is. First John says that this is why he's on the planet. When Jesus came to earth, the Father said, you go and destroy the works of the enemy. Now see, here's what I discovered. And I've discovered this a long time ago. That if I'm in submission to the commission... The one that God gave to Jesus. Because Jesus lives in me. Do you see that Jesus is hungry to do through me what he came to do? That's why he said greater things can you do. Because I go to the Father. I left the Holy Spirit with you. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, you don't understand Jesus lives in you. I like, I'm reading this book by Daniel Kuhn, and And this is what he said. I, I read it today. He said, when you are in the atmosphere of God's presence... Your desires change. See, that's the one thing you can guarantee here at One Life is that we are about experiencing His presence. That's why we start out having a time of prophetic worship because we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come in. And in that atmosphere, how many have ever been in it? Your desires are different. Man, aren't they? You're like, man, tomorrow? I'm telling you. I'm, I'm agreed. I am kicking me some devil butt tomorrow. Bring it on. Right? At four in the morning, you're like, God, where are you? I thought we were going to do this sleeping thing tonight, but we're up. Right? Who's, who's got the three o'clock watch? Moon. Yeah. Some of us have the three. That's, that's the start of a watch. Let's don't get into that. That's too complex, isn't it? Sorry, I'm a deep girl. I'm a deep girl. Anyway, what was I saying? I went off on a journey. Yes, yeah, so, so in the atmosphere of his presence, my literal desires change. I have a hunger to have more of what I'm in. This is what he said. He said the atmosphere that we walk into affects us. So you walk in here, if you've never been here before, what we're doing in here affects you, right? I remember the first time Shudi came, it affected her, so she just laughed for an hour. Why did she laugh for an hour? I said it a few weeks ago because she was so stressed out. She was in the university then. She was trying to be something God didn't call her to be, and that was stressful. And so freedom was introduced to her. And it just made her laugh. It says, just as surely as we can affect the atmosphere we walk into. Now see, here's the secret. This is what he said. The secret of holiness is that you can steward and cultivate the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit at all times. Because he lives inside a person who believes in Jesus. While the atmosphere of the power of the enemy is on the outside. Now, see, that should affect you in a greater way than it did, but I know you're just trying to figure out what I just said. But here, let me, let me tell you what I just said. The Holy Spirit in you is inside you. The spirit of Lucifer, the enemy, the arch enemy of God, 
is outside. So the question remains, is he greater in me, in my mind, than the atmosphere where I'm going? So you go to work, and you got a bunch of non-believers, the Asians over, and they used to call it the pre-believers. They're serving the thief. Have you ever worked with someone serving the thief? They think you're kind of out to get them. You're going to get their shifts. You're going to get their boxes. You're going to get their stuff. You're going to get their money. What's ultimately, you're going to get their money. Have you ever worked for commission anywhere? Anybody ever work for commission? Ooh, that's a rough gig, isn't it? Isn't that rough? Oh, I don't ever want to do that, right? Because what's happening? It's right. It's a dog fight. For what? The customer. Because it's about what? Your money. And see, if that person is more aware what they want than I am aware of what I carry, then I'll be in torment. Because I can't live by that. I can't live by that. I've tasted and I've seen of abundance, but I'm not very strong over here. So it affects me, right? And see, that's why, to me, we have to be educated in the presence of God. We have to understand that I have the ability to cultivate and make stronger the presence of God inside me. I have the ability to be more aware of who He is and what He's doing and what His voice sounds like than anybody does that serves the enemy. And that the power that lives in me is supposed to be greater than the power that's walking around the earth. I don't care if there's a hundred of them and only one of me. And that's why the Bible says one can put a bunch of little weenie things to put... What? A thousand what? Who are we putting the flight? Those that are serving the God of this world. But then the God math is weird. One's a thousand. Two is ten thousand. Because he loves unity so much. God math is about unity. So if I get together with her and I say, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. And she says, I agree with you. I will agree with you and we will do that thing. That's why Jesus said, if two or three just agree. Listen, I've been married and we didn't agree. I married an opposite personality of me. And many are married and married an opposite personality. It's so hard (laughs) to agree. Why? We don't realize that we didn't die when we got married. The American dream is I will live and marry someone that will wait on me hand and foot. In fact, when they wake up in the morning, I will be on their minds. I will serve them. I will serve them well. I will, I mean, you know, I'll lay in bed. They'll make me breakfast. After I get home from work, they'll massage my feet. Because why? I am on their mind. And then you have kids. You don't even remember those people you're married to. Because you have all these things running around that they can't eat on their own. And then you go to work. 
And what's going on there? Dog eat dog world. Right? Everybody's what? Trying to repeat that same thing. And that's why if I'm not aware. Listen, I, I made this announcement a few a couple weeks ago. This, this is the month of awareness. I even made a slide for it, Benton. This is the month of awareness. Being aware of what? Not only being aware of his presence, but being aware of what I'm talking about tonight. Being aware that the enemy has come and he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to be this stealth robber. He'll use the hooks that work on me. He'll use the hook. Hey, you need a refund? You need a rebate? I got some money coming your way. Think for a minute. The question the Holy Spirit asked me today is, are you more aware of the commission? Are you more aware of what will hook you? See, if I run everything through the definition of the commission, so my mission becomes, I'll destroy the works of the enemy. I'll destroy the works of the enemy over people-pleasing. I'll destroy the works of the enemy over my own personal comfort. I'll destroy the works of the enemy because I can't live and not do that. That becomes my mission. This is another thing Daniel said. Whatever you choose to fill your atmosphere with affects the decisions that decide to, that you decide to make because of the power of the air that's at work. Have you ever been somewhere and you know that you know something's not right, but you can't say it? Think for a minute, why? When I know that I know, we had this event happen at our house the other day. We're all still trying to get around the corner, but Lynn and I got around the corner, so I'm going to share it, okay? So we just moved to this house, and we've got nine TVs. That just sounds weird, doesn't it? Because we are clearly TV-aholics. It's a whole other story. And so the coxman came. And so he hooked us all up, got all the, in those 1,500 rooms, got all the, got all the stuff hooked up. But when we moved in, it didn't work. And so we called the next guy. So he took all the stuff out that the first guy put in. But while I was talking to him, I knew something wasn't right. And see, Lynn and I were having this discussion about whether we should even get Cox Cable. Because I don't like Cox Cable. And so, you know, when they're, the, it's kind of like you don't want to use OG&E, but they're the only ones doing it, you know. <laughs> you don't have any choice. Let me think about that for a minute. And so, in that moment, I am feeling something from this guy that's wanting to rip it all out. It's not, it, it's unknown to us. Do you, are you with me? See, that's, that's, it was just a test product of how I operate, how we operate in the world with this discernment. The discernment of the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us things that are unknown on the surface. They're, un, they're known inside. And so that why does he like to do that? Why does he like to show you something that's not known on the surface? Because that's where you have authority. 
Now, see, I didn't know what was going on until a few days later when his supervisor came over because he was a J-E-R-K. So his, he came over. <laughs> supervisor came over, and we were trying to figure out what had happened. And he said, well, he called me that morning. He didn't want to come. He did not want to come to your house and install this because he wanted to do something else. In that moment, I knew. That's what I was picking up on. I was picking up on what was really in his heart the whole time. Now, that may not impact you. We don't really care that much about TV ourselves. That may not impact you. It didn't, it didn't impact me. It's not a big deal to me. But it's the same principle of when I'm trying to do inner healing. If you can just see this for a minute. See, the laid down lover just is aware that something's going on even if they can't explain it. And they don't just abandon it because someone says, oh, that's not what I have. I can't tell you how many times doing inner healing I'll say to somebody, well, maybe you feel this way. No, I don't feel that way. No, that's not what's going on with me. (laughs) Okay, well, let's just keep talking. And pretty soon, guess what happens? The very thing that I said at the very beginning, look at how much time that could have saved us. Why? They're personally unaware. Remember how I talked about Jacob a few weeks ago and how the presence of God was there? And, he, and what did he say? The presence of God is here and I did not even know it. Why can't you smell your own bad breath? Because you are unaware of what's going on with you. And so one of the ways the enemy steals from you is independence. Because he steals from you the connection you need to be enough vulnerable to actually learn to be authentic. I love this in 1 John 3 and 9. He says, no one who is born of God deliberately, knowingly, habitually practices sin. Because God's seed... His principle of life, the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him. Wow, that's cool. The seed is permanently in you because you've accepted Jesus. Come on, every laid down lover knows that that's what's planted in them. So they're trying to live from a place that the seed lives as opposed to a place that the enemy's going, you are no good. Listen, the enemy is such an idiot. He actually will point to the thing that God's doing in your life. And this is how he points it. Oh, you're going to die. You're going to die young. Oh, you're going to get divorced. Oh, he tells you every, he tells you all the secrets that God's actually doing. God's actually doing so much on the planet right now. And so if you could know the strategy of the enemy, when he tries to point to somebody, you found it out. He just revealed his whole hand. Now, I either speak and create the thing that the enemy says to do, or I use that as evidence to what God's doing. And see, God's doing something that's not yet seen yet. Oh, if you could just get this one principle. You you get to create with your mouth over the chaos of something that you want to be different. Listen, I spoke that we were going to move out of the house we lived into a bigger house, a different house, a God, God, a God house for two years. But when it happened, it happened in 30 days. 
I only go get my hair done every three months. And she was mad that I didn't tell her we were moving. I was like, well, it all happened so fast. I, wouldn't, I haven't even been back to see you yet. <laughs> Why? Because it suddenly happened. Yeah. What happened? Someone said, this is the time. This is the place. This is the house. Move, bam, and we're done. We're moved. Now, see, in the new house, here's the next principle, is we're finding all this stuff wrong. I'm just going to make a pretty closet for one person. And I find a leak. I'm just going to put up a new light. And I found a faulty wire. Now see, remember, if I am not discerning, I will put that in this column, this proverbial, proverbial pro-con column. I'll say, oh, that's a con. But no, it's a pro. Because God reveals the hidden things to what? To turn them to good. So now someone's going to get a brand new bathroom with all the fancy tile. And guess what? Teresa's going to get rid of the brown. And guess what? Someone called me today and they're going to pay for it. But see, I tore it out before I had the money. Why? Because I know him. 20, 30 years ago, I would have done that. I've been scared a lot <laughs> to do something random like that, to tear out the whole bathroom, not know how I'm going to pay for it. Oh, if you could just understand that God, that's what Jesus said. I want you to have all this abundance. Let's finish reading it. I've come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you personally overflow. Listen, when somebody called me today, I had two good newses today. Somebody gave me an offer on our house, our old house, and someone's going to pay for bathroom remodel. And in that moment, I, re I realized how weighty I had been feeling about wanting to sell the house, and now we've got all this stuff tore up. That's no fun to live in a remodel, Right? But the weight of the blessing felt almost the same. It, it's, it's, it's almost more, it's, it's almost knee-buckling how good he is. Like that I can't even imagine, I couldn't even, I couldn't even think of it. I didn't think of it. And the person that's going to pay for it, they were so excited to pay for it. They called me excited. They wanted to tell me the number. They, wanted, they were excited to pay. I've come to give you everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, she said everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus said everything. Or don't turn to your neighbor. I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. Listen, that's what he wants to do tonight. He wants to give to you the understanding that he's come to give you life. Let's just bow our heads for a second. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you'd break off of our minds just smallness. 
just how we have such smallness. We have a hard time believing even the word of God. We have a hard time attaching the word of God to our lives because we have so much poverty of spirit. So I just break that poverty of spirit right now and I just release us into the fullness of your abundance. I release us into an encounter this month with the awareness that John 10.10 is who you are. John 10.10, Jesus, is who you said you were. And I just expose right now the works of the enemy in our life. I expose the way that he comes in and causes us to be more aware of his activity than the Holy Spirit. And I pray right now that the Holy Spirit's activity will rise up. Holy Spirit, I just pray over our hearts right now that you break off of us the enemy's holds. Just right now, in the name of Jesus, I break the enemy's holds that keep us from having joy, that keep us from having a fullness of life, that keep us from believing more. I just break that atmosphere over our hearts and lives. I break off the enemy's attempts to steal, kill, and destroy, and I command them to be exposed right now. I just pray that in this next season that the enemy's attempts to keep us small, to keep us orphan-like will be exposed. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that there will be an arresting of our hearts to come to know Jesus in a new way. And Papa, I just pray tonight over the laid-down lovers, those in this room that know who they are. They know they've already given up everything. They've already laid down their entire life. I just pray that my life would be an example to them that they can expect more that they can expect the goodness of God to chase them down, to run them over and give them more and more and more. And we just say right now, more. We just say right now, more. We just receive more from you. Come on, just begin to tell him and just ask for the more. Just with your mouth right now, just say, I need more from you, Holy Spirit. I need more from you, Holy Spirit. I need more from you. So I just pray that this continual month of October be more awareness of not only your presence, but more awareness of the strategies of the Godhead. May the strategies of the Godhead become greater to us than the strategies of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.